and we are live on Discovery Paranormal. How are you guys doing out there today, tonight, and tomorrow, depending where you are? My friends in Australia. Tomorrow, people in China, some places around, just Trump says, China. <laughs> China. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to think about Halloween. It's coming. It's coming hard. It's coming fast. It's coming uh, just so, so head spinning coming. And what are you going to do for Halloween? You're going to talk about ghosts? You're going to talk about wizards and, and warlocks? You know, a warlock is uh, is not as much as a witch. You know that. <laughs> I don't know. I met these guys that said they were warlocks, and I'm like, you know, it's lower than a witch. You know, you know that. And, uh, and the hierarchy of wizardry, you know, warlock, you're a witch. You're a witch. Salem, Massachusetts, one of my favorite places to go to hang out. That used to be. You know, you know what? Years ago. Years ago decades now salem i know what it is it's it's like the walmart of of shoppery for anything witchery it's not like it used to be of course nothing ever is you have to enjoy, enjoy your memories man while you're living them you know <laughs> enjoy the golden age that you're standing in because for tomorrow it's not going to change for the better it's, it's all going to be just more megalomania it's kind of like looking up at the sky and you can see the stars and all that. And, you know, not long from now, we're going to have just space objects lit up brighter than stars. And, you know, someone's going to put the idea of putting advertising up there. You can't go to the beach anymore without seeing some ads float by. And, uh, you know, no matter what, it's just they want to put that advertisement in your lap, no matter where. I opened up a goddamn fortune cookie. There was an ad on the other side of the fortune <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? You know? So tonight's show, we're talking about sliders, man. They're not like the little burgers, little chicken sandwiches. I'm talking about sliders, street light interference, SLI, nurse, right? This is for people who walk near a light bulb and it goes out or a street lamp. It tends tends to happen with everything, I think, because I hate to tell you, I'm one of those people. <laughs> and the phenomenon is a weird one because after a while, you just kind of get used to, hey, this thing's going to go out. If I come near, it's got the potential. You know, the guy I used to do, uh, you know, paranormal investigations with, we were going out all the time doing stuff. He'd laugh his ass off because he'd see it. I walk into a room and ching, the light bulb blow or, at least one, and it wouldn't just go. I mean, it would go. It wouldn't just go patink. The thing would sucker would really like you'd hear it. And then, you know, we figured there's always faulty light bulbs. There's always lights going out. So you kind of put it to the wayside. All right. I chalk it up to energy, me personally. And if I'm in that state of mind, I've noticed I have to be in a certain state of energy, really. For, for these things to happen. Like sometimes I'm feeling magnetic and then as I'm driving down the road, cars will, will come at me <laughs> from the opposite lane. Yeah, I ever experienced that. <laughs> Bad drivers maybe, probably, perhaps. Or maybe they just want to be close to me. I don't know. But I think that in this world, whatever energy you put out is what you're going to get back. Right? And I think, you know, for good for bad. Look at the people who are depressed all the time. You know, we all, you're depressed all the time. You're not going to get out of your depression if you're depressed all the time. Because that's the energy you're putting out. You got to change the flow. I uh, know it's hard to do. Uh, it's very hard to do. Especially your personal circumstances. But this is uh, uh, the people out there that make the lights go out. And it's not just that. It's, the, it's electronics. It's knowing that, you know, with me, glass, also glass. I have to be really, I mean, when I own glass, it's short term. Because at some point, I'm going to touch glass, it's going to explode. Boom. And a little, and I don't mean like break or crack. I'm talking about explode into little tiny pieces. That's how it happens. 
And then even if I, I have to think about not being in that head and kind of push myself away from it just to drive down the road because I don't want anything funky to happen in the car, electronic or something, if I'm in that head. So how many people out there, put your hands up, how many people out there have that experience? <laughs> and All right, so this guy wrote a book, and then he died, <laughs> Hillary, Hillary Evans. And uh, in his book, Hillary writes, uh, history demonstrates that there can be widespread belief in the phenomenon, which is nonetheless nothing more than an artifact derived from an erroneous interpretation of witness testimony, saying that it's bullcrap, right? But then it goes on to say, how do they do that? A young man in Dublin walks past a row of streetlights at night, and they all go out one by one as he passes. An engineer in Woodville, Washington, is stopped by police and his car searched to find out what he's doing to their streetlights. An Australian man in the entertainment industry parks his car in a parking lot and the light above him goes out until the following evening when he parks in precisely the same place and the light comes back on again. And that's not all, right? Uh, when a guest in a restaurant in Athens, Greece, asked uh, that the music be turned down, they refused. Whereupon the, the kill of the restaurant electricity, and they eat the rest of their meal by candlelight. How do you do that? That's some, some power right there. If you whack out electricity in a restaurant. Other people affect traffic lights, computers, railway crossings. I've known people that say that they can change traffic lights. They can think about it, and then seconds later, the light changes. And I'm like, well, don't you think the light just changes automatically? You know, No, 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 no. This light takes a long time. And I wish I had that skill. There was a traffic light at Long Island. I'd be going home to South Amityville, making the mad dash through North Amityville. If you know the area, you know why I'm making the mad dash. <laughs> On the outskirts, I took the back road, took the county county line road. Not the direct route, but uh, there was this one traffic light, Sunrise Highway, that I'd always roll through. I mean, you know, yeah, you're not supposed to blow red lights or whatever. Ah, whatever, you know? It, it, it was a light that lasted for 10 freaking minutes, and then you have to drive back and forth, drive back, and there was like a sensor under the ground, <laughs> drive back and forth, and try to make that had a light-ass Trans Am, drive back and forth. And then finally, you're like, yeah, forget it. I'm just going to go. go tell them I'm colorblind. It's some weird thing. I'm out of here. You know, figure if a cop pulled me over, I'll just tell them what the deal is. But that would have been an occasion, like change, change the light, uh, like that. And then the freaking thing changes. So a good talent, good ability, right? So street light interference, once considered to be folklore, something that happened to a friend of a friend or some freak that you know. Uh, like me, today is recognized as a scientific enigma with implications for our knowledge of the universe, including ourselves. So the very dude who went out to, to prove it a bunch of bunk comes back and says, hey, well, this is real. But why is it happening? It's real. But why is it happening? All right. So let's see. Evans describers, uh, you know, they have plenty of stories reported to him by people who experienced streetlight interference. It occurred to, he said, it occurred to me that ones I zap are all on light sensing switches. And perhaps my energy at certain times for who knows what or why is the right kind of strength or to trick the switch into thinking it's daytime. You see now, these are people trying to figure out why it happens to them. I used to cruise with my friend Chris back in the day when we were really young, 17, whatever, going up the Van Wick Expressway, places like that in the city. And then especially the the, the Van Wick. That one, for some reason, I'd be driving up the road there, and these streetlights would go out one after the other, plunk, 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 plunk. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And my friend Chris would laugh at every time we did that. And he's got to be he's like, it's got to be something with a car, you know, something with your headlight. Maybe the headlight is is flexing and, and hitting the thing. Because, you know, 
especially back in the day that they had very very uh, simple switches on top of these street lights we used to take spotlights we had spotlights in our cars and you know hit the street light it'll go out that type of thing so but my headlights were okay everything was fine there was no flare of of light shooting up and that type of thing and it, it happened no matter what car i was in so it was more of a thing and then when my friend Chris went up that same road by himself, it didn't happen to him. So I don't know. It was just a thing, right? Just a thing. And there's, there are things that, you know, talents and abilities that you might have that you get the inkling of, especially uh, psychic ability. The more people, more sensitive people are, I think the more mani- manipulative you can be a, of energy, you know? So it's about going forward with your energy that's right that's right right so it's when you set out to really understand a, a phenomenon you have to really go forward man and and Go where people haven't gone before. Ask questions that have been asked. The scientists out there, if you call yourself a scientist and you're doing research and you're breaking things down, you need to understand where those things come from. And also the nature around you. Maybe everything that you understand about everything is not everything. Maybe it's very, you know, now we have a very narrow field. Even the electricity that we use is, is developed from a certain type of electricity, you know, alternating current to direct current. If you're just messing with those two things, there's a hell of a lot more that can be explored and manipulated and used for for energy. But we just focus on those things because that's what we've got right now, you know. And uh, you have to think outside the box. And they're trying, sort of, I guess. So, but here's one person. He said the moment he uh, he said the moment I stopped willing it to happen, it would start again like someone catching me out. I sort of anticipated it for a while and didn't really tell anyone about it. A few years ago, I noticed it happening again, the first time for a, in a long time. So they can make it happen. They could not make it happen. They could happen automatically. It's something that when you're in the vicinity, it, it just gets in the way. And these guys are thinking of well, you know, maybe a certain electronic device or whatever. Eh, could be anything. Like, to me, it happens with digital, you know, like LED light bulbs and regular light bulbs. So it's kind of like uh, paranormal investigations when we used to go in and they used to zap our batteries all the time. And started using lithium. Doesn't happen as much with lithium. A little bit, but not as much. But regular old batteries, you go in there and you get hit. They zap, your batteries die. Boom, dead. Got to replace the batteries. And, you know, once a battery is done, it's done. It's not going to come back to life again. It's, you know, maybe a little tiny bit of nothing in there. But really, once the battery is discharged, it's pretty much what you've got. These batteries that took the hit that stopped working in the field would be fully fully ready to go the next day. You know, perfectly good, brand new batteries, uh, you know, ready to use. And that's it. So just like uh, and I had a camera battery, five-hour camera battery, right? On a mini DV, you know, I shoot the show with that battery would take the hit. Boom, go all the way down to 17 minutes or 15. He even shut the camera off. You know, there's times that we started communicating, and then as soon as they kind of came to our realm or we went into theirs, the camera took the hit, camera would go off, come back on again. And while I was using it, the battery would add minutes and come back to life and it'd go from 17 minutes, 30. 60 100 minutes you know five hour battery life think about the concept that doesn't happen it's not supposed to happen like that why is that happening ah why hmm so we go back to this dude he said uh again i was with my dog at this time we turned out a number of lights in a car park tell from england across the road in a car park across the road I guess it's better than selling a parking lot. 
I told a close friend when I got home, and he came out to watch the other side of the road. As we walked around the park, they all went out as we passed under them, and then came back on quite when we had moved away. I seem to recall that both periods coincided with stress, some time of it quite intense, actually. Some skeptics suggested that SLI occurs as a consequence of lights near the end of their life. But the intermittent illumination of aging streetlights does not resolve many cases of the SLI. <laughs> These appliances need not to be streetlights, of course. Yeah. We got reports of having uh, persons affecting computers, supermarket checkouts, etc. Can be seen as providing confirmatory testimony to this. However, there's a good reason to think that streetlights are particularly sensitive compared to other types of equipment. This could be because they operate at close to the critical level or because it's not normally considered necessary to provide them with substantial shielding or we don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Whatever. What if I told you I, I, I met a guy a while ago in Las Vegas? And he uh, he said he could control slot machines with his mind, like make him pay off. And he said he was kicked out of all these casinos because they thought he was cheating, that he has some device on him or whatever. Because, you know, there's all kinds of devices that they make for, for cheating, I guess. It's a huge industry, cheating, right? And you're going to have gambling. You're going to cheat the gamblers. The gamblers are going to cheat the house like that. I had an uncle, great uncle, one of my grandma's brothers, who kicked out of all these places too because he was a card counter. But he could, you know, count through like these these six deck shoots or whatever. I'm not a gambler, so I don't know the technically the technical technicalies. I know how to gamble. I'm just not a gambler. But can you control those things? And and so I said to him, what what do you do? Because, of course, if someone tells you that they can control slot machines and win, you ask them how. <laughs> you know, just look at them and say, really? That's what a lot of people might say and walk away thinking they're freaks. No, I want to know how. I want you to write it down on that cocktail napkin. <laughs> Tell me that one steps A through Z on how I can control a slot machine with my mind. Mind control. So they said that they find... The sweet spot, the pivot, and, and they kind of think about it, they look into it, they connect, they find the pivot, and it's there. And they don't overthink it. They don't use their brain to overthink it. How's that? You know, I've done shows on, on visualization and, you know, remote viewing and using remote viewing techniques for for that, even gambling or whatever, whatever in life you're going to use remote viewing for. It, it's if you practice enough, I think that people can get pretty sharp at it and even have just, you know, it depends on your level of sensitivity. But also, if you exercise that level of sensitivity, you, you can it'll, it'll get more powerful. Right. Uh, this medium that we used to you know consult before we do these investigations, sometimes she told us that we were going to become way more sensitive as we do these investigations. As you you open up that door, you build the bridge, you're, you're in the realm. You know, then you start becoming more sensitive, and it, it it happened, it happened, happened, and happened again. And you know, and the more you do, the more sensitive until you get to the point where you automatically know these things. You know, it, it's like when you know something and you know it for sure, you automatically know it. That's a, a long way to go from not knowing. You know, so, and uh, I think that if you're in that world, you understand what I'm talking about. You know, so automatically knowing. So anyway, anyway, okay, let's see. Those who treat SLI as true phenomenon believe that certain people possess a level of energy that interacts with the streetlights and or electrical equipment. And this energy causes lights to go on and off. I think that the presence of that energy is what interacts. It's not necessarily the functioning of a light going on and off. It, it's a disruption. Of that energy and you know everything is frequency everything 
everything the, the the desk that that i got in front of me and the microphone i'm talking into all these things have a frequency you know just like light bulbs and just like anything just like computers you know anything like that it's a frequency so if you think of it and you're in that 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 zone it could happen right maybe if you believe in it <laughs> if you don't believe in it it happens it happens anyway whether you believe in it or not it happens anyway whether you believe that people have that ability if you want to even call it an ability uh it's a phenomenon or an ability if you know how to control it sure you know for the person that cut out the electric to the restaurant so they could eat in candlelight yeah if you're that type of person right all right so according to evan's theory a force at work in sli operates the affecting uh by affecting the voltage or current most likely by causing a surge in voltage that triggers the lamps internal cutoff switch that's what he thinks to perform this feat he speculates sli would have to uh be an electrodynamic force right somehow generated within or throughout the human biological system which of course our brains are hooked up with electronic impulses we are electronic impulses electronic impulses control our bodies and our rhythm in our bodies without it we wouldn't move we'd be dead right or uh not living <laughs> something like that the electro electrodynamic force so the electrodynamic force would be generated through your body right it should be added that the majority of sli cases happen while people walk however there are also those who say it occurs while riding bicycles motorbikes or even in a bus to me it happened walking in a car doesn't matter it happened when i was a kid walking down the street it would just happen you know something that it's something that you start paying attention to after you start seeing a pattern and i noticed right away because i noticed patterns so and then uh you know it doesn't happen to a lot of people apparently but I have talked to people in my life that had these experiences and they're they're very as matter of fact as I am about it and you know it's just something that that happens so sliders also often experience problems with compasses or clocks causing them to stop or malfunction a fairly reasonable assumption that almost everyone reading uh into this knows that at least you might know at least one person who's a slider or possibly even uh you know you're a slider yourself so maybe it's not as uncommon as as you think these people appear to represent a non-discriminatory cross-section of the population they are male they're female they're young they're old they're straight they're gay they're black they're white and they live in both urban and rural areas so there's no it's the person it's the person you know and, and then that's how you develop you know i know mediums that could see spirits hear them talk to them mm, i really can't do that i i've seen shadow figures i have pictures of ghosts i've talked to spirits through electronic devices you know that type of thing so some people have developed on different levels you know but the sliders, you know, they're doctors, scientists, school teachers, journalists, copyright mechanics, uh, you know, all these people that came forward to talk about it because they're they're interested in the experience themselves since it's happening to them. Right? So a slider is a person who just seems able to cause streetlights to go out by walking past. That's pretty amazing. The ability appears to be completely spontaneous, intermittent. The person in question having no apparent control over it it's also also has the effect of uh appearance of being random without any obvious sequence of cause although you have the you know some people that can literally walk under a series of street lights and they'll all go out and they laugh about it you know you go on youtube you'll find people that have that it's just interesting that uh you know i mean this this guy hillary evans wrote this book and he died 
So he didn't obviously continue his work on this side. And that's back in 1993. So, But I don't think a lot of people are talking about sliders, and I want to talk about it because I thought it was an interesting subject to cover it and just talk about, you know, people and their electronic experiences. Because to me, it's not just streetlights. To me, it's basically anything and anything. One slider from Sydney, Australia reports, I've been noticing for years that streetlights often went out whenever I was around, but I always had just assumed that it was something that happened to everyone. It wasn't until I started to mention it to other people that drew blanks, blank looks from them. Oh, he stared at him like he's crazy. Are you crazy? Many people in Dr. Evans' study also reported that they had become uh, very circumspect about who they told more often than not. The response from other people of ridicule. You know, people always ridicule what they don't understand. So you have that. There's a lot of naysayers out there, and I don't listen to them because they're negative people. Until you can prove it, if you're going to prove it to me, then, then I'm all ears because I can't reject something. I can't reject actual factual proof. If it's actual factual proof, I'm just talking about a phenomenon that people experience and what is it? Why is it? How does it happen? It's not something to say, oh, it doesn't happen. They're crazy. Or, you know, just dismiss it all entirely. You can't. If you're going to experience uh, and, and investigate, you can't. Right? So, aside from Australia, Although, 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 new tongue today, although the circumstances surrounding the reports of SLI and Dr. Evans' 1993 report varied widely from one to the other. And think about it, 1993. It wasn't really a, a time that people were accepting anything paranormal necessarily. You know, it wasn't until really the early 2000s that, that more of the paranormal network shows and whatever started coming out, which really broke more ice for people to understand something more, even if the shows are bunk and opens up their mind to say, hey, this could be, right? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so, but, uh, okay. So Dr. Evans' 1993 report varied widely from each other. One factor that seemed to emerge as being common the common thread was that many people experienced occurrences of SLI were either thinking deeply about something or else in an emotional or agitated state at the time. You see, that's me all the time. <laughs> that's me 24-7. Thinking deeply, emotional, agitated state. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, hit the nail on the head right there. <clears throat> so in that state of mind maybe you're connecting maybe you're going deep you know now if you want to get into martial arts and meditation and going deep and understanding that and understanding chi the energy that moves through your body and what you can extend out there's all kinds of stuff we can talk about and explore and this is ancient this goes way back not just people shutting out traffic lights <laughs> Shutting off that traffic light. <laughs> I, but I actually knew a guy that I refer to him as Lord of the Marsh. And he was one of those dudes. Like Ithaca, New York is a weird community, man. And there used to be these people on the commons. There's a commons, which is like Ithaca Road, made into a, uh, a paved outside type of mall. It killed all the businesses, so the only people that hang out there are heroin addicts and crackheads and meth heads. That's pretty much it. The wretched refuse. So back in the day, when it still had some life to it, there was these people who hung out on Saturday night, and they, they did the vampire games where they read parts and whatever. That's cool. People, you know, they're having fun. They're outside. They're doing their thing. I didn't put too much stock into anything like that. But it's it's 
you know, it was fun for them. It was good energy and that type of thing. But when you start delving into, and there, there was a group within that group that called themselves like the Wolf Pack, and they they were into negative stuff and like, I don't know, Satanism or whatever. This is what I, I understood. And these people could never stand to be around me personally. If I was ever around, they would get the hell out of there. And we had a, a, I had a mutual friend that knew those people, and they all were spooked. I had just moved to the area from the city, you know, which spooked him, you know, spooked people enough. Be from the city that they get a little, <laughs> you know, the city and the country are two totally different things. The mentality is different, the pace is different, and everything, right? It's close, <laughs> including your sharp city driving skills. <laughs> Up here upstate, man, people don't like that kind of crap. <laughs> so, It, it it's an I, I just chalk it up to an energy of, of I don't like to be around certain people and my energy will push them away and it, it's something that happens automatically maybe that's your spirit guides maybe it's something else going on I don't know but it happens and it's something that's noticeable that other people notice without you saying without you pointing it out there was one that one dude who was the head of the thing he was sitting on a curb hanging out with this chick that I knew or a mutual friend. I walked up and stood right over the guy. Man, this dude broke into a sweat. He looked like he was going to melt into the ground. He was hyperventilating. He, he couldn't even get up. And I was laughing my ass off like, like you're a Satanist. I'm like, you know, suffer, Satan, suffer, suffer, demon. But around that time, people started becoming more open to things, right? Then you see the the vampire, the good-looking vampires on television, you know, the 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 90210, you know, Beverly Hill vampire. And I would just send Blade in there to get get them all. <laughs> just go just go get them all. I didn't watch those shows. They had nothing for me. So but this is the real world we're talking about. <laughs> this is the real world, the real experiences people are having. So, while the streetlights appear to be most common affected, right? We have talked about electronic gadgets, appliances that are similarly affected. Many of the sliders providing testimonials to Dr. Evans reported uh, they spoke of odd experiences with CDs, DVD players, television remote controls, and especially personal computers. Some sliders even report affecting clocks, watches uh, in strange, unpredictable, and unexplained ways. Again, as virtually uh, all of these people, testimonials and all that are anecdotal, you know, there is precious little solid evidence to back up the phenomenon. So that's what they really need to do, if anybody cares. <laughs> Who's going to do this research? Because you don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but but it's but it's yet yeah, it's it's common in a lot of people. And the more I talk to people and mention these things, the more I get, hey, you know, I know someone that's got that, or I I could do that. That happens to me all the time, you know, <clears throat> that type of stuff. So many of the sliders themselves remain highly skeptical of the idea because you try and you know you're fighting your brain, you're using your paranormal sense to fight your brain your scientific sense right and they're going to battle it out but you have to you have to understand that paranormal is scientific you know i know the name is supposed to suggest uh you know phenomenon that you can't measure with scientific equipment but we've we've proved all that wrong everybody who does these investigations using scientific equipment to get readings we proved all that wrong I was shown my show Discovery Paranormal, the one that you can see on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash discovery paranormal. I put that on local cable in Ithaca, and then these Cornell guys were watching it who were physicists. They contacted me, sent me an email, and the guy's like, you're not supposed to get the readings you're getting from an empty room. He's like, he's like how are you doing that? You know, are, are you faking it or whatever? <laughs> like, that's... What happens if you want to come on an investigation? 
come on an investigation and you'll see. Whenever someone felt like there was bunk, I'd invite them to come on an investigation. And usually they're the first ones to run the hell out the door, uh, vowing never to return. <laughs> and that was my favorite part. <laughs> this is only the truth. I love, I love, I could watch that all day long. I had one that was a journalist. She, I don't believe in this. Well, well, come along. Come along. Come along and enjoy yourself in our investigation. She got she got punched out. This is what happened to her. <clears throat> you know what? We were doing this place, and, and a famous gangster had had resided there and his gangster crew, right? Dutch, Dutch Schultz, big famous gangster, you know. She was harassing his chauffeur lulu lulu rosencrantz who was hanging out with dutch schultz in the afterlife apparently this woman was making fun of his name lulu <laughs> we're walking up the stairs in in this huge old old it's a bed and breakfast now going up the stairs in this, this place and she's she's harassing and we have i had her holding a tri-field meter you know and I, I had a, one in my hand, and Pete had one in his hand, and we're kind of just doing scans and whatever. And that, the where where she insulted the dude, it was this cold streak that goes through the house. It's just like the heart of the house, man. It's ice cold. She insults this guy on the staircase, and then I I heard it and physically saw her get knocked back, like boom, and she's like, oh my god. She's like, someone just punched me in my chest. And then she like opened her shirt a bit and showed us a few minutes later, there was a huge uh, red mark where like a fist had punched her in the chest. And I said, you can't insult Lulu Rosencrantz. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? There's things that you don't do in these investigations, man. And then she ran the hell out of there and she, she just couldn't, she couldn't process in her mind what happened what just happened that she got punched out of thin air and that's not the only time someone got punched out there was a psychic in there one time who was doing readings for people and then uh, also provoking and then got punched in the face punched in the face knocked out of her chair and she had a big shiner so yeah yeah you want to get punched out that's the place to go so skeptical may you be of your light shutting ability is it going to help you not if you're shutting off streetlights, you need to see what's going on down the road and keep those headlights on. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not. That was my thing going up the Van Wick. That's not the road you want to be in the dark. It, it is not the road you want to be in the dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to see what's going on. You never know what the hell's going to run in front of you. Could be anything. Could be some stray crackhead running from someone shooting at them or whatever. I don't know. That's the Van Wick. That's the whole Van Wick. There's not one part where you uh, aren't going to see some weird stuff happening, right? So, aside from that, in our highly scientific and logical Western world, where the basic principles of cause and effect reign supreme, SLI seems to fly completely in the face of logic and common sense. And I love that. I love it. When scientists have this and we're picking it apart, we're pulling it apart, we're examining every other, but we don't freaking know what's happening. We did all this. Well, your PhD is worth nothing. Nada. Because you can't figure out what the hell's happening. You know what's happening? It's a phenomenon. And you don't have the understanding to figure the phenomenon out because you really need to gather those people together and, and do a lot of research. So and, and figure out what, what it is that's causing this to happen. Right? Just like the battery drain, you know, and then now the battery drain. I put to uh, the manifestation of the energy that we're trying to connect with. So as they begin to manifest themselves one way or the other, whatever presence, because, you know, you know, all right, physics, when you strip it down to its brass nuts, it's vibrating waves. And that's vibrating waves for everything, every frequency, everything, every bit. My voice right now is vibrating waves. So when people say to me, how can these ghosts talk to you? They're, they're gone. They have no body. They have no mouth. And you tell them that it's vibrating waves and whatever they can use to manipulate to bring about that source, 
They may not know what they're doing. They may know what they're doing. I'm not saying that they're Beetlejuice, but I'm going to say that they're going to use whatever is environmentally available to them to do that, right? Just like cold spots. You know, there's been reported, recorded phenomenon of, there was an Air Force base. You know, the, the very TAPS guys goes in. Here it's 90 degrees, right? This guy walks into this wall of, of freezing cold where you can see his breath. These Air Force people reporting all of this a, a really haunted Air Force base. So there's things that you don't understand, and that's fine. If you knew everything, life would be boring, right? So you try to understand these things and then maybe understand a little bit more about yourself and all that. So next time you're walking or driving alone down the street and you see a street light suddenly extinguish as you approach it, you can't automatically dismiss as a completely random and meaningless occurrence. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Perhaps you are a slider too, right? So, and I know people have told me all kinds of stuff about appliances and whatever. I've also heard ghost stories that were the same. They can manipulate the remote. Bad enough. You got to fight people for the remote. You got to fight some ghosts. <laughs> fight the ghost for your remote because they want to watch Dr. Phil. Ugh, fuck Phil. Yeah. So where where are the researchers, man? You know, and a lot of these researchers, you know what it is? They're, they're hooked in to what's popular. They wanna everybody wants to be famous and they all want to make money from their fame. So they're gonna go on these different things. I don't know how you do that on TikTok. These people have millions of followers, but they don't seem to be making any money. Influencers, you have to push the product. Push the product. I start seeing that everything is a freaking advertisement. You know, at some point you're gonna want to escape that. Just get away from it. Like I said earlier in the show about the fortune cookie with an ad inside of it, you know. So research at the Princeton Engineering Anomalies Research Center, or known as PEAR, lab suggested that uh their lab suggested that the subconscious can indeed affect electronic devices. Subjects are able to influence the random generations of a computer far more than would occur merely by chance. This research and research being conducted at other labs around the world are beginning to reveal in scientific terms the reality of such psychic phenomenon as ESP, telekinesis, and maybe SLI at some point, right? So the Paralab did not specifically research SLI, and the research facility has since been closed. You're closed because that's what happens. They come in, they pull your grant money, they close you, and then you open up a Ghostbuster business. <laughs> that's exactly, and you make no money from that. That's what happens. And people don't want to know. They got enough problems. They, They'll get robbed in the street, beaten up, or pushed in front of a subway car. <laughs> you know, they got enough to worry about. Those lights shutting out. <laughs> you know? I don't know. So, but uh, let's see. David Barlow, a grad student of physics and astrophysics, suspects that the phenomenon might be attributed to people seeing patterns in random noise. It is unlikely that a light will turn itself on when you walk past it, he says. So it is a shock when it happens. If this should happen a few times consecutively, it appears to be some mechanism. See, this guy now is in denial. I would say that he's in denial. And he's a graduate student of physics and natural physics. He's someone who's never going to go further in his field because he's limited. He's limited himself. You have to say, if you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know, Mr. Barlow. I don't know. Well, what do you think about SLI? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, have you experienced? Has has he investigated? No. He's just a, a student of physics and astrophysics, grad student. Means he's looking for a job. And you're not going to get a job if if you can't say, I don't know sometimes. Because then, then you find out. After you say, I don't know, you find out. Right. Okay. SLI research. 
Let's see, uh, this one, a research project into SLI was conducted by Dr. Richard Wiseman at the University of Hertfordshire, Hert, Hertfordshire, sorry, <laughs> in England, of course. Only place you'll find shires, I think. And back in 2000, Wiseman made uh, the newspapers with a project to test ESP with a kiosk-type machine called the Mind Machine. He set up in various locations around England to collect a large amount of data about the possible psychic abilities of the general public. You see, now that is interesting to me because that's anybody and anybody that they take it seriously, you might find some very interesting conclusions, right? So, and he actually knew this, Hillary Evans. He says, quite obvious from the letters I'd get, Dr. Evans told CNN, Hillary Evans, when he was alive talking to him, that these people are perfectly healthy, normal people. It's just that they have some kind of ability, just a gift they've got. It may not be a gift that they would like to have. That's that's the way I see it. I even know mediums who don't want to be mediums. They they see dead people. They, all, they have all these experiences, but yet they don't want it. They, they don't want anywhere near it. They try to stay away from it, and they keep getting sucked back in it. So, yeah. But everything is made of energy, including us. And what happens is that there's heightened levels of energy in the human body. Where does it go? I mean, we are antennas for things. We can we can take energy in. We can send energy out. That's what telekinesis is all about, right? Telepathic thought. Telekinesis is all about that. The pineal gland, the third eye. The one, the one that's attributed to being able to take the energy and communicate. And all animals have them, you know? That's something that you have to respect. The Egyptians respected it so much, they, they have a whole bunch of little uh, hieroglyphics about the pineal gland. It looks like a pine cone. So, the signs you may be a high-energy electric person. All right, are you ready? This is uh, the 10, the 10 signs. You can't wear watches as they are drained to, or stop working a few hours or days after you are wearing one. You know, that was a huge problem when I was a kid. Like, I'd get a watch for Christmas or my birthday and the thing would stop working in a month or so. You know, it doesn't matter. You wind it, it doesn't matter if it was that battery. Yeah, stop wearing watches. Uh, you have issues with metals. Yeah, heavy metal, heavy metal. A little bit of motorhead. Light bulbs and street lights are affected by you. We know that. Could be anything from fluctuating light to going out completely or bursting into pieces. Computers, cell phones, websites, and electronics in general are something you have a major issue with. This can be anything from freeze-ups, phone batteries losing charge, things not recording uh, for you or internet not working. <laughs> you're, you're putting your own internet out. Issues with anything magnetic, irregular heartbeat, higher psychic ability. Well, think about it. Your heart, you know, it's all controlled by electric, right? Electric impulses control everything. Very sensitive to energy. When your energy is heightened, you may have a hard time calming down. This can lead to increased heart rate, feelings of energy pulsating, and being unsure of how to deal with the excess energy. You feel charged during storms. Oh, I love, I love a good storm. Who doesn't love a good storm? I don't. I feel bad for for all the creatures that suffer from the flood waters and all that, man. But a storm's a storm. You gotta be glued to it. Yeah, watch that Jim Cantori get hit by a tree all day long. You hear what I'm saying? They're just out there. Uh, you know, don't go out in a hurricane. It's really important not to go out in a hurricane. It's so dangerous. Oh, we're out in the middle of the hurricane right now. <laughs> yeah. And you see people like walking around behind him like la, 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 la. <laughs> so anyway, so what can you do? What can you do about it? There's nothing wrong if you're a, a slider. There's nothing wrong if your friend's a slider. And carry a flashlight with you just in case. You know what I mean? Many people don't want to talk about it to begin with because they think they're going to be viewed as weird or whatever. But see, with me, I don't care. <laughs> I've already, I've already been viewed as everything. As once you're viewed as everything, you're done. You're like, all right, enough, enough's enough. All right. 
but you're high energy, yes. And uh, however, this can be very draining and frustrating as well as the world we live in, man. Very electronic world. Agitation can lead to higher frequency of events. So there are a few things that you can do to calm your balance. You ready? You ready? Meditation. I always preach meditation. Get down. Get down and boogie, right? And that could be, you can meditate while you're dancing. You can meditate while you're driving. You know, just, of course, you want to pay attention to everything around you. You meditate. It can be a good way to, to refocus your energy. You want to ground yourself, right? That's good, too. Yoga is something good. You like to stretch and, and do that. Martial arts also is awesome to do. Grounding in nature is beneficial, uh, you know, like a lightning bolt hitting the earth. You want to roll around the dirt on the grass, have a roll in the hay, go do it. Uh, solitude is also very important. High energy people are very susceptible to the energy around them. You know, empaths, when you got a lot of people around you, you start sucking that energy. So it could be necessary to take time to clear away from the negativity. I create a, a psychic bubble around myself. You know, I was an entertainment writer and going out in, in, you know, Madison Square Garden or Coliseums or whatever, thousands of people around me. And you just have to create that bubble, that energy bubble around you so they don't, they don't invade. <laughs> be gentle with yourself. Take the time to self-care. You know, and talk, you know what, you ever talk nice to yourself? You ever say, hey, hey. Crystals can help if you like crystals. They're fun to play with. Diamonds are better. Uh, know that you're not alone. There's lots of accounts of a lot of people around the world feeling the same way. So whatever the hell that means to you. And on that note, we're going to end the show. Hope you have a lovely time. Put your seats back in the upright condition, whatever. <laughs> upright position. And if those lights start going out around you, you know, start paying attention. Maybe you have, if you have it, you already know it. I don't have to tell you. It's not something you have to notice because it's so noticeable. And the only people that say, oh, you know, maybe that's just you notice it's random. No, no, no. It's so noticeable. You notice it and you get used to it. So anyway, I'll see you guys next week on Discovery Paranormal. Hope you had a lovely time on United Radio UPRNTalkRadio.com, UnitedPublicRadioNetwork.com. Bye.